What's up, sports fans? My name is Lucas Weiss, host of the Weiss Sports Chronicles podcast. We got a great episode for you today with Jeff Merrick. He is a host for the National Hockey League on Rogers Sportsnet, as well as the co-host of 31 Thoughts, the podcast. In this episode, I chat with Jeff about a variety of different topics, including his favorite Curtis Joseph memory, his early memories of Maple Leaf Gardens, to what's going to happen with junior hockey in, in 2021, as well as what he's learned as a broadcaster uh, amidst a global pandemic. We didn't have much time with Jeff, but uh, we'll certainly have Jeff back on in the new year because he is a treasure trove of stories, but we wanted to make the most of our time with Jeff Merrick, one of Sportsnet's uh, top hockey journalists. The We Sports Chronicles podcast is available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. So make sure to like, rate, watch, and subscribe to all three of those channels. Now let's get to today's episode with Jeff Merrick on the We Sports Chronicles podcast. All right, as I said off the top, I'm pleased to be joined by Jeff Merrick. He is an NHL host for Roger Sportsnet. He's the co-host of 31 Thoughts, the podcast with Elliot Friedman. And he's a staple. Of course. Of course. Of course. And he's also a staple at the Stouffville Arena, home of the Stouffville Spirit. Jeff, welcome to the We Sports Chronicles podcast. Yeah, Lucas, how you doing, buddy? Glad to be aboard. And you know, one of the interesting things about uh, sports media right now is we're all doing it from home. Yeah. And the, the, the general shot that you see, no matter whether it's, you know, anyone from SportsCenter or TSN or ESPN or, or anywhere, you always, usually there's a lot of books behind you. So you can sort of screen cap <laughs> and say, okay, what's, uh, what's so-and-so reading? I'm loving your background, though. First of all, uh, you're pretty dyed-in-the-wool Toronto anything's fan. <laughs> um, that moment over your left shoulder with Joe Carter, probably for my money, the greatest sports moment of uh, course. in the history of the uh, in, in the history of Toronto sports. Um, but if I can flip the script here and play host for us, yes, describe your love of Cujo and what else do you have behind you right now? Well, listen, I mean Cujo. We actually are, are good family friends. So Cujo's kids went to my alma mater high school for for a little bit the country day school yeah. in Keene, ontario so we know cujo and, and the family uh quite well we actually saw him at uh rogers hometown hockey a couple years ago back in aurora which i'm living in right now um and then yeah just a few i mean i you know i, I went to a super bowl a couple years ago so i have a super bowl hat i went to a pga championship uh, a couple years back covered that and then got some toronto raptor stuff because of course i wasn't born uh, 1993 um so 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 i was you know i so i was you know so i so i've just known these moments from just watching video um and then but so the raptors for me is sort of like that moment of just you know you know the country coming together and just you know incredible energy and then and then i'm a big tennis fan so this is something that my uh, brother did you know many years back and it's just sort of stay in the office so yeah, so it's... my fav- my my favorite Curtis Joseph. That was a big Curtis Joseph. Yeah, how could you not be a Curtis Joseph? Wonderful goaltender, real nice man too. Um, so this would have been so this story was told to me by Bill Waters, mm. former assistant general manager of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and I hosted a radio show, Leafs Lunch, with him for a number of years on uh, on AM six forty, and he told me the story when they were doing the Curtis Joseph negotiations. Now it's mm. funny you mentioned Raptors because at this time. 
it was Vince Mania. Yeah. Vince Carter was was everything. But still, like the Maple Leafs are the big money draw in Toronto. Of course. Um, as, as people at the organization will say, uh, it's called Maple Leaf Square, not Raptor Square <laughs> for a reason. The big money maker here is is still the hockey yep. team. So um, he would have been represented by Don Meehan, Newport Sports. Yep. And so uh, Billy tells me he's having a conversation with Meehan, and the conversation goes like this. He says, uh, as Don Meehan, uh, Billy, uh, what uh, franchise brings in more money, the Toronto Maple Leafs or the Toronto Raptors? And uh, Billy says, well, the, the Maple Leafs are still the, the number one draw here. Don't expect that to change anytime soon. He said, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. So he said, so who do you think uh, brings in more money uh, to MLSE? Uh, my client, Curtis Joseph, or, or Vince Carter? And Bill says, well, probably Curtis <laughs> Joseph. Again, the Maple Leafs are the big money driver here. And uh, Mian says, okay, that's good. We'll sign for the exact same amount as Vince Carter. Then. Thank <laughs> you very much. And I was like, that is one of the more creative creative discussions around an NHL player's contract that I've ever heard using a comparable from basketball, albeit one in the same market, uh, two teams owned by the same company. But I thought that was one of the more creative things uh, I ever heard. I'm sure Curtis knows that yep. knows that story, but using Vince Carter as the contract uh, comparable. That's a, that was, that was a new one on me, but good for Don Meehan for trying it. I think Vince was making like 15 or $20 million at the time. Well, this is why I bring you on, Jeff. Just, just just a treasure trove of stories. I'll tell you one Curtis Joseph story that you'll find funny. So I was, of course, his kids, you know, went to, to my to my school, the Country Day School in Keene for many years. And when I was, like, in grade two, I remember I, you know, just finished the day at school. And my mom was, you know, I was going to my mom's car and, and she was talking to Curtis. And, you know, I and, and, of course, I'm the big hockey fan. You know, Curtis, wow. And... You know, great, great seeing you. And and I bring up in grade two the Doug Gilmore goal, the wraparound goal in in grade two, the wraparound. And I'm and I'm, and, 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 and and it was sort of the moment where I'm like, okay, maybe this you know career of sports media should be something I should consider going into. Already asking the tough questions back then, and you know, Curtis just like smiled and said. I think I have. I, I think you know. Many years later, Doug gave me like a you know a poster of that goal and, and just you know just to rib back and forth. But uh, no, he was you know Curtis is just such a nice guy and you know even back then. So it was just it was just funny that you know you mentioned that story of Curtis and I thought I'd uh, I thought I'd bring that up because boy, even back in grade two, I was already uh, getting under some people's skin. That's uh, well. First of all, great journalistic instinct. Uh, <laughs> uh, grade two. I think when I was in grade two, this is the, the generation gap between us. Um, I was never much of an artist, but I could trace real good. Yeah. I think I would have been tracing uh, goalie masks of Mike Palmatier and, and Wayne Thomas and, and Doug Favell. That's that's about as uh, as hard-hitting as I got in grade two. Good for you for, uh, for asking the question about the rapper. I'm like, what are you thinking? you got to play the post office. Yeah. No, of course, and it, but it definitely uh, produced one of the the, the more uh, memorable Toronto Maple Leafs moments. But uh, that building, eh? Oh, my my goodness! I mean, the, the the Maple Leaf Gardens. What a, I mean, what what memories do you have? I mean, I'll, I'll ask you that. I mean, what I mean, the gardens, of course. I mean, for for us, you know, growing up, it's been well, the Air Canada Centre now, Scotiabank Arena. Yeah. But I'm sure you must remember that uh, historic place because I've been in the gardens for a few 
things, but it's now a grocery store as well as the Ryerson uh, hockey rink. But it must bring back a lot of great memories for you. Sure does. Uh, first thing, um, I mean, my dad would take me to not only games there, but pro wrestling. And I always mm. look at Maple Leaf Gardens as not just uh, a venue, and it was great for concerts too, it brought tons of concerts, but I always associated Maple Leaf Gardens with, uh, with hockey games uh, and also professional wrestling. But uh, even before you, you walked in, like I can remember always, you know, walking up the steps from the subway, and the first <laughs> thing you smell are the chestnuts, mm. right? Like that's it, and the popcorn from the street vendors. So that's like, yeah. okay, I've always associated that smell with being close to Maple Leaf Gardens. And then, you know, the, uh, the hockey players coming out of the exit in the back of the gardens on Wood Street and waiting there for autographs and chasing Daryl Sittler to the parking lot and Oria Salming and Errol Thompson and and all these guys, Ian Turnbull, and, and, and these types of players. Um, but uh, I grew up there watching uh, not only Maple Leafs games, but my first uh, love is junior hockey, and the Toronto Marlboros used to do double headers, where you would get, uh, you would you know buy one, get one free. You'd, you'd buy a Maple Leafs ticket and get to watch the Marlboros play in the afternoon. And so I'm trying to think of like, who the main guys would have been there. Maybe Bruce Dowie, the goaltender, who I always thought was going to be huge, because he's so great with the Marlboros, but staying for double headers there. Um, but going to Toronto Toros games as well in the old WHA, mm-hmm. um, that was it. I still remember my first one. John Garrett, and I always bug John about this because it makes him feel old. <laughs> uh, John Garrett was in that. He was in that, and Wayne Wood might have been the other goaltender. The Toronto Calgary game, the Calgary Cowboys against the uh, the, the uh, Toronto Toros. But yeah, to me it was, to me it was hockey, um, not just at the NHL level, but also WHA and then OHA, now OHL. And professional wrestling, and I would go, you know, once a month with my dad. Sometimes twice a month, because every now and then, uh, the Sheik would run a show. He was his promotion. His promotion was basically uh, headquartered in Detroit, and he would bring up for a Sunday afternoon every now and then. You know, the Sheik versus Bobo Brazil, or it would be Sheik versus Andre uh, if he would roll around town. But those uh, I always associated with those two events. Later on, I started to go to concerts at Maple Leaf Gardens, but uh, I loved it. Uh, I cannot to this day look at two things and not think of the gardens one is frutella mm. which uh everyone knows now is well it's like the, the forerunner of starburst candies yeah and fresca because mm. maple leaf gardens was the only place you could get fresca <laughs> and remember I, I remember i always get there we get like these these little um, uh, uh these like eight by not eight by ten but like five by seven hockey cards uh when you walk in i'll try to collect all the maple leaves and my dad would take me to buy frutella and Fresca, and you can't mention Maple Leaf Gardens as a male and not reference the troughs in the men's room. That's right, uh, treating us like livestock every time we had to have a squirt. No individual urinal, just one big trough going all the way around uh, the bathroom. That's how, that's how Harold felt about his customers. Harold Bowers, the old owner. You mentioned junior hockey, and, and certainly one of the questions I wanted to ask you, Jeff, and you know, you're, you're someone that's so you know in tune not just with the NHL, but also you know a lot of the, the other leagues, junior hockey as well. And look, this year's been you know incredibly challenging, and, and of course, you know, trying to get leagues started up is seen as you know quite a challenge given the given the pandemic. So I'm just curious. What are you hearing just in terms of just the league, you know, some of the other leagues right now and, and just some of the the conversations that are going on? Because obviously, I mean, the pandemic yeah. is ravaging and still, you know, affecting a lot of people. But, I mean, these leagues, you know, are, you know, need, you know, need to start to, to get players some playing time. It's a mess. Yeah. Um, 
there's you're gonna send I'm not, I'm not breaking news with you here lucas like it's a it's a mess yeah like, nobody really knows you know quebec started but then they had to get shut down um they're planning to get going again in january but i can't see it uh the western hockey league um you know postponed their uh debut for the season pushing it from january uh into february with the ohl has their fingers crossed that maybe they can get things going but you know more and more of the whispers are you know are they going to be able to do this we had Corey stillman on hockey central mm -hmm. this week and Corey, uh now ex-head coach of the yep. roles takes over the uh the assistant uh coaching duties with the arizona coyotes under rick tockett and one of the things he slipped in there and anyone who follows junior hockey this was a bomb uh, for anyone else it's just part of a casual conversation you know we were talking about you know why making the transition why taking the nhl job now specifically considering you know your son chase plays with Sudbury wolves and it's his draft year it seems like a unique time to bolt um, considering your help shepherding helping to shepherd him through his draft year and you know he sort of stuck it in there and then moved along he said like look we don't even know if there's gonna be a season mm. and for someone who's i guess now an ex-ohl coach <laughs> uh, even to slide in because no one talks like that publicly they do privately i assure you lucas like every conversation with every gm every coach every you know owner that i've ever had this season uh, as it relates to any team in the chl it's we're not sure if we can do this mm -hmm. we're not sure if this is going to happen so the very latest is it's still a big question mark we really don't know but as each day goes on lucas there's more and more skepticism whether or not they're, they're even going to be able to, to to get something going with so and no one is wi even whispering anything about the memorial cup like there are yeah. ideas like you know, we'll do like eight teams in the OHL and that'll be like the top eight teams and we'll play a tournament and those teams will go. People come up with ideas, but right now uh, the pandemic is in charge. And, yep. you know, these kids and, and these club teams, 60 CHL teams are just reacting to it. Yeah, the pandemic being in charge, the virus dictating what happens, I think is certainly a theme of, of 2020, right? We've all had to adjust in certain ways. And for you, Jeff, I mean, you've had a long successful broadcasting career you know doing a lot of different things i'm just curious what what you've learned about yourself and, and just in terms of being a broadcaster and a journalist during these unprecedented times oh wow that's a great question what have i uh what have i learned about myself um i've learned that i'm a better broadcaster if i'm not just 24 7 hockey like, I always believe that I had to fill every single moment of my life with some type of research about hockey because that's my focus, damn it. And if I'm not reading a book or watching a video or having a conversation about hockey, I'm going to be less of a performer. The opposite is true. Um, trust me, the more varied your interests are, uh, the more things you can bring to a, uh, you can bring to a broadcast. Um, but you know, honestly, like, I've never... I've, I really sort of try to go out of my way to make sure that concrete doesn't harden around me and that I don't fix opinions about things uh, and without leaving any wiggle room to change my mind. Um, so that's sort of remained constant. But I, I think the, the, the one thing that I've probably learned about myself is that, you know, you can still be the same broadcaster in a narrow field even if you're if you're not making that the entire focus of your life, as a matter of fact, you're probably better if you're not. Like I went into the Dan Carlin podcast mm. uh, this year. Carlin's a hero, man. I got love mm. Dan. I've never, I've listened to every play, every single moment of every podcast he's ever done. Like honestly, Lucas, it was like winning podcast fantasy <laughs> uh, going on going on that, and it involved a lot of 
prep before I did it. Um, I follow baseball now mm-hmm. uh, more than I more than I ever have. You know, I'm I'm interested in a lot a lot of different things that I think I'm allowing myself to be interested in because I, I feel that it will probably make me a better broadcaster when this whole thing is over and when I can go back to the studio and look across and see the ugly faces <laughs> of Elliot Friedman and Brian. Burke. <laughs> No, that no, that's some that, that's some great advice, and I know uh, we we don't have much time with you, Jeff, but I gotta ask you one last question, and, and then I'll let you go. I mentioned uh, the Stouffville Arena off the top, and the Stouffville <laughs> Spirit. Did you have, did you have a memorable moment, um, you know, in that arena that uh, you know that you'd like to share? Family. That's where my kids learn to play hockey. That's wow. Where my kids, you know, uh, Timbits hockey players funny uh, I was driving my uh, my 2012 to uh, to hockey practice the other day and he just turns to me and says remember getting up Saturday mornings at six o'clock I don't miss that <laughs> <laughs> so no kidding for me Stovall Arena is where uh, where our, uh, our our two boys learned to play hockey first joined their teams got cut from teams made teams had fun uh, made friends uh, maybe our daughter who's four uh, we'll follow in their footsteps as well. But, yeah, I mean, listen, some great times watching Stovall Spirit Hockey. You know, uh, shout out Kenny Burrows and, yep. the, uh, and, the, and Stovall Spirit. Um, but, uh, yeah, for me, that, uh, that ring's always going to be where, uh, where our two boys learn how to play hockey. Jeff Merrick is a Sportsnet host with the NHL. He's the co-host, like I said, of 31 Thoughts, the podcast. Better and looking. Better now. looking, yes. And, and Jeff, I, I, I hope that this is the first of – Many times you come on the podcast because, I, like I said, you're a treasure trove of stories and I'm excited to have you on down the road. But wishing you and yours all the best for the holidays and thanks so much for joining me today on the We Sports Chronicles podcast. You got a bright future, sir. Uh, wish you all the best and uh, health and happiness, uh, specifically health uh, over mm-hmm. the holidays. Thanks and be back anytime, Lucas.